Welcome back to the Jones Chronicles, where we discuss anything and everything. I'm your host, Christina. It's been a pretty exciting week. Pretty exciting week. Got some things accomplished that I needed to, like my passport that is beyond. <laughs> Should have been taken care of like three weeks ago, but I, I expedited it. I paid the extra $60, and now that should be... And it's processed on its way to me before I go to to London. Chris Evans on his Instagram had taken a photo of the London skyline. And I could not help my visceral (laughs) reaction. Jackie, I'm jealous of you. Also, you couldn't wait two damn months while while I could be there so I could try to hook up. And Thinia sent me a video of a stand-up comedian who was talking about how she knew when she went to London she was going to bang. So she just started pretending or not pretending, but made it clear that if you do kill me, they're going to catch your ass. And that is the same thing I'll be thinking. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, you freaky. No, that's just DNA under my fingernails. <laughs> If you kill me, bitch, I'm going to catch you. Or I'm going to leave enough evidence so that you can be caught. (laughs) And I love that you're willing to die for some good peen. (laughs) If I didn't even know that London or Britain had Tinder, I should have known. But for some reason, I haven't been on a dating site since I told y'all about my last. I don't even know. Where I was like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> this offers me nothing. So let me tell you about baby Irie. She's my niece. And when I had her last Saturday, her mother picked her up on Monday morning because she works for Uber. And she likes to give the baby her keys. She puts the baby in the car. Guess what happens? Yeah, she locked her baby in the car with the keys. So, of course, the minute both of us realized what has happened, because I didn't even know she gave the baby the keys, we're like, oh, no. <laughs> and a guy immediately is like, I can help you out. I know how to break into cars. <laughs> but I'm sitting at the window and I'm tapping it and I'm just like, come on, Irie. Because she she tossed the keys down and then she had messed with her little phone. She's playing with it. And then uh, she grabbed the keys again. And I'm just like, all you got to do is click that button. It's one of those little click buttons. I was like, all you need to do is click it. Just click it. And I'm like, come on, Irene. The guy come over. He's like about to start doing what he needs to do. And I'm just going, Irene, come on. Come on, do it. She thinks it's a game. She has no idea. She's not frightened or anything. She doesn't know anything that's going on. And then she clicks the button by accident. And the car door opens. We did it. We did it. We did it. My sister, of course, she immediately goes, wants to start screaming at her, like, what's wrong with them? I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I was like, oh, no, you did good. You were a good girl. You did good job. That's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault for giving that baby the keys and then forgetting and having all the doors locked. That's that's on you. But she saved the day. She really did save you from getting your paint scratched. And you got you to gotta love on the baby when they do that because they didn't know they did something wrong. <laughs> I adore her. I love babies so much. I don't want to have any more, but man, you cannot put a baby in front of me and I am not going to love on it like crazy. So, I also learned something interesting that Jungle Book is based on a real person named Dina who unlike the movie never learned to read and write. Hunters first came across him in the jungle. Apparently, this is also very common in India, where they found him uh, as a boy. He was being raised by a wolf. They killed the wolf, so technically his only protector, and kidnapped him. And in their mind, they did something great. But in his mind, they're like, he's like, the fuck? You killed my mom. (laughs) 
despite the fact that missionaries and other people tried to help him the only person he ever was able to associate with was someone who also was raised by a wolf the only habit he developed was smoking but he only could communicate by using animal noises so you just can't take someone from the jungle i mean he he lived until he was a uh yeah middle-aged man unfortunately he died because you know without learning anything uh (laughs) he died of tuberculosis he um he likely was a predator and the, the these wolves just took over uh he was very feral <laughs> he did not like clothing and when you see his photo it's nothing it's nothing in comparison just the way you see him awkwardly standing and everything that would have been given to a child like he didn't like cook food he was uh what he was raised to be or what he learned to be after being abandoned it's uh it's a pretty fascinating story but jungle book definitely disnified that shit all the way down to make it palatable <laughs> but the real life story i must say is 10 times more intriguing to me i went to the dollar store today and there's so many people that have in consideration it's all stores it's not just the dollar stores walmart's wherever you go but in walmart i kind of feel well i don't know why i'm saying like the dollar store got some <laughs> this ain't target <laughs> they, they don't have any um a hierarchy on behavior but i hate when you're in a line one i had this big 24 pack of water on my shoulder i put it down because i was waiting this lady comes in she's got like a whole fucking cart in front of me she lets this one girl go because she had one item i had one item i wasn't gonna get that same treatment but that's fine (laughs) that's fine i really didn't care about that part what i did care is the fact that you trying to have whole ass conversations with employees instead of taking the shit out of your cart and putting them up there for to ring it's not social hour it's not is you know someone's behind you they have a water i put it on the ground i wasn't holding it the whole time but the point of it is you are so busy trying to have fun time with the with the with the employees because you don't clearly have that much of a social life then you are ringing up your order and then the employees are equally rude because if i was that person and i have been a cashier plenty of places the first thing i would be thinking of is let me oh you know what we can continue to talk but can i get some get you to bring your stuff up here so i can ring it you know i can still have a conversation with you and we can multitask or and then after she was completely done because it took her 15 minutes to get her wallet out to get her money out uh, like for some reason you don't expect to pay for your order when when they're done like the whole fucking time you know they're at the last bit of your order and instead of going in you just sitting there trying to jab your mouth and then you takes you 15 minutes to locate which card is which card and you got three different cards whatever then after she was done she's gonna just uh continue to talk so hey deborah good night deborah get the fuck out of the store you don't work here get the hell out of the store get the hell out of the store also in front of same dollar store I found or I saw something that was rather appalling to me but I wasn't surprised because it's Parma that there were four cop cars uh, behind one dude on a traffic stop and I went into the store and you know what this um, Caucasian rep said to me I see her all the time I like her a lot but just shows you the difference in thinking I I came in and I'm like wow there's four cop cars before behind that guy for a traffic stop she goes well he must have done something no you big piece of shit no he didn't because when i got out of the store he was still there one of the cop cars left but there were still three behind him it is a man a woman and three children in the back seat oh, here come that bullshit. Oh, here come that bullshit. 
see when i see that many cop cars somebody needs to be in the backseat of said cop car because that would mean that there's something going on no there's nothing going on this is just an intimidation tactic that they use for black drivers they just they just do and it's horrible it's terrifying too it's embarrassing why do i need five cars being he wasn't even driving a really nice car either it was like a 1999 <laughs> buick nothing wrong with those cars i'm just saying what what was all what was the fuss over this it wasn't because i sat there and i watched because i wanted to film it but i didn't have my uh, camera i'm gonna have my phone on me but i wanted to watch or i would have put it online like look at this shit uh but i did i watched to see what the the resolution would be yeah he just got a traffic ticket so all of that for nothing they might think i when i got pulled over the first thing they asked is this your car and now i know that's a very standard question but i also know that you just ran my plates because you were behind me for 10 whole minutes so you know my name is christina jones here's the registration that says my name is christina jones here's my id that says i am christina jones and you're gonna ask me if i own this car because what you think i'm black and i can't afford a twenty two thousand type of vehicle what kind of shit is that it's this is just little tiny things that they do to 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 um diminish you in some capacity and if you think i'm being uh sensitive to the idea because technically i know when i go in parma i live in parma i'm not dumb to where i live it's racist as shit around here <laughs> uh, there's more trump signs than there are people it is it's it's bad it's really bad i know what you're thinking why don't you just move bitch i am uh, it's in the cards it's in the cards i didn't realize it got this bad parma used to be and it still is for the most part uh it's a relatively balanced between um black and white constituents now if you go into parma heights you're gonna see a lot more whites than blacks but um it's not like it's a generationally like it's a primarily caucasian no but they're trying to it is put out there that there are those that don't feel like you should be there and i'm not saying every trump that's that's another thing because someone said well every trump supporter doesn't support trump because he's racist but you know he is and that's the issue (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like i i really i i be trying to get people friends to defend i'm like look I, you could have did it the first year and i had a friend like that aaron where the first year he's like yeah but he was like yeah i stopped supporting him because i very clearly could see where this was going <laughs> he's like yeah i'm not a racist person and i don't support racist people um so after 2020 I don't think anyone can make a lot of defense statements about why they defend this man. He's in contempt of court right now, in case you would like to know, because he refuses to to be responsible for things that he is totally eventually going to be ran over the coals for. So to even have those signs up still, just it's a statement that's not a positive one. Uh, I also today or this week, I've been sniffing my hair like crazy (laughs) because it smells pretty good i was in the parking lot and the wind was blowing blew my hair into my face and i started sniffing it like cocaine like shit smell good i'm in love with the coco i'm in love with the coco i got it for the lolo i started sniffing it right now i was like damn my hair smell good <laughs> it's the tresemme I don't usually use Tresemme, but goddamn, that stuff is, I mean, it makes your hair, and it might be something else, but I feel like it's mostly the Tresemme. <laughs> I really hate when I hear people say, go back to your country, because I'm in my mind thinking, well, I didn't decide to make this journey over here, motherfucker, but now that I am, <laughs> I just, I don't like when it was like, go back to your country everyone who's in america you were not born in america everyone unless you are indigenous population please stop using that terminology because all of you are from another fucking country so unless you want to be told to go back to fucking europe shut the hell up these motherfucking bitch ass niggas i just don't know how you could be so proud of your country but be so 
absolutely ignorant of the fact that you yourself are an immigrant <laughs> yes your mama's 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 cousin cousin great grandmama all from there was born or all they came out of pussy on american soil congratulations you got lucky that's all you were ever given was luck <laughs> and white privilege <laughs> if you're a caucasian other than that but me being born i'm like yeah i'm i'm still an immigrant you're still an immigrant because you were also born somewhere else if you can trace your ancestry back to europe you are an immigrant most people can y'all asses wasn't here native population was stop saying it and lastly in personal observations <laughs> africa really had a man on television and the host asked him why are you gay? <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Why you have to be mad? Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? That is rude and disrespectful. <laughs> and also proving my point that uh, you definitely don't want to go to any highly black population being gay because they're they're not cool with it they're just not it's not they'll kill you for that with machetes let's go into a little history shall we since we were talking about the indigenous population and of course leads directly into one of our history um what do you want to call it biographies maybe a view to the man that mocks the myth of the hero christopher columbus christopher columbus italian cristoforo colombo spanish is cristobal colon born between 26 or august 26 and october 31st of 1451 question mark in genoa italy and died may 20th of 1506 in valladolid spain his career as a seaman began effectively in the portuguese merchant marine after surviving a shipwreck off cape saint vincent at the southwestern point of portugal in 1476 he based himself in lisbon together with his brother bartholomew both were employed as chart makers, but Columbus was principally a seagoing entrepreneur. In 1477, he sailed to Iceland and Ireland with the Merchant Marine, and in 1478, he was buying sugar in Madeira as an agent for the Genoese firm of Centorini. In 1479, he met and married Philippa Perestrello El Moniz, Moniz, a member of an impoverished noble Portuguese family. That's important because all his life, he has uh, definitely, and there's nothing wrong with ambition, right? But he he definitely wanted his family to be more nobly recognized, which led a great deal into his um, desires to to colonize the new world their son diego was born in 1480 between 1482 and 1485 columbus traded along the guinea and gold coast of tropical west africa and made at least one voyage to the portuguese fortress of sao jorge da mina now elamina or elmina ghana there gaining knowledge of the portuguese navigation and the atlantic wind systems along with the along the way Felipa died in 1485 and Columbus took as his mistress Beatriz Enriquez de Harana of Cordoba by whom he had his second son Ferdinand born in 1488. In 1484 Columbus began seeking support for Atlantic crossing from King John II of Portugal but was denied aid. By 1486 Columbus was firmly in Spain asking for patronage from Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand after at least two rejections he at least obtained he at last obtained royal support in january of 1492 and that's because the spain at this time were desperate to try to get to india because portugal had taken over 
um the the trade and they were trying to dominate as well so they were desperate and that's how the columbus got his assignment not because he was the best qualified it was more like let's throw all our shit out at the wall and see what happens and one of those shit turds was columbus columbus himself clearly hoped to rise from his humble beginnings in this way to accumulate riches for his family and to join the ranks of the nobility of spain the ships for the first voyage is very common in history books the nina pinta and santa maria columbus at the height of his popularity led at least 16 or 17 ships out of cadiz on september 25th of 1493 colonization and christian evangelization 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 there we go were out openly included this time in the plans and a group of friars shipped with them or with him the presence of some 1300 salaried men with perhaps 200 private investors and a small troop of cavalry are testimony to the anticipations for the expedition columbus's towering stature as a seaman and navigator the sheer power of his religious convictions self-delusion delusory as they sometimes were his personal magnetism his courage his endurance his determination and above all his achievements as an explorer should continue to be recognized he just wasn't the first person to colonize america nor did he discover america however to say he was a product of his time is an excuse queen isabella isabella herself was disgusted upon realizing uh he brought indigenous slaves back from his first voyage and made it clear all peoples were now citizens under the conquered land so in the spain in spain's eyes these were spanish citizens now that he or that they were (laughs) that were the indigenous people right this did not stop columbus who used his influence to create a dynasty of his own appointing family members and awarding them stolen lands during his voyages through the caribbean islands and the central and south american coast columbus came upon indigenous people that he labeled indians columbus and his men enslaved many of these native people and treated them with extreme violence and brutality according to history.com throughout his years in the americas columbus forced natives to work for the sake of profits later he sent thousands of taino quote-unquote indians to spain to be sold and many of them died during the journey the natives who weren't sold into slavery were forced to look for gold in mines and work on plantations while he was governor of what is now the dominican republic columbus killed many natives in response to their revolt according to history.com to prevent further rebellion he would have the dead bodies paraded through the streets the indigenous societies of the americas were decimated by the exposure to old world diseases crumbling under the weight of epidemic perry wrote in a cnn uh, op-ed oh am i saying that right op-ed Hmm. the taino population were immune to the two diseases such as smallpox measles and influenza which were brought to their island of hispaniola by columbus and his men in 1492 there were an estimated 250,000 indigenous people in uh hispaniola hispaniola i just the old just don't want to go there hispaniola hispaniola i can say it when i say it 15 times but by 1517 only 14,000 remain according to the oklahoma medical research foundation some historians believe that the impact of european and african settlers in the new world possibly killed possibly killed as much as 90 percent of the native populations and was deadlier than the black death was in medieval europe omf omrf said his obsessions with lineage and imperialism and his zealous religious beliefs his enslaving of the indigenous people peoples and his execution of the colonial subjects come from a world remote from that of a modern democratic or of modern democratic ideas but was motivated by the oldest motivations of all time greed power influence and infamy and as stated this is something that queen isabella very much like by his third voyage she was done with him she she did not like him she disparaged him she realized what he was doing he was basically pulling a king leopold ii 
uh is it the second or the first he might be the first uh by basically colonizing taking it for himself giving away the best lands to his family and rising on the backbone of said colonization at the same time the citizens that they he was supposed to treat and pay he decided to take as slaves when he knew damn well that that's not what he was supposed to do so that is a peek at the myth uh the man and the legend we're gonna close out with history our history lesson today with the carthaginian empire which was an informal empire of phoenician city-states throughout the north african and modern spain uh, era from 575 bce until 146 bce before common era yeah i got it it was more or less under the control of the city-state of carthage after the fall of tyre of babylonian forces or two babylonian forces at the height of the city's influence its empire included most of the western mediterranean sea the empire was in a constant state of struggle with the roman republic which led to a series of conflicts known as the punic wars the carthinian or yeah carthaginian general hannibal is regarded as one of the greatest military minds in history in order to provide a resting place for merchant fleets to maintain a phoenician monopoly on an area on an area's natural resource or to conduct trade on its own the phoenicians established numerous colonial cities along the coast of the mediterranean they were stimulated to found their cities by a need for revitalizing trade in order to pay the tribute extra extricated from tyre sidon and biblos by the secession of empires that ruled them and by fear of the complete greek colonization of that part of the mediterranean suitable for commerce the greeks really fell behind as the romans rose that's for damn sure the phoenicians lacked the population or necessity to establish self-sustaining cities abroad and most cities had fewer than a thousand inhabitants but carthage had or and a few others developed into large cities some 300 colonies were established in tunisia morocco algeria iberia and to a much lesser extent on the arid coast of libya the phoenicians controlled cyprus sardinia corsica and the balearic islands as well as minor possessions in crete and sicily the latter settlements were in perpetual conflict with the greeks the phoenicians managed to control all of sicily for a limited time the entire area later came under the leadership and protection of carthage which in turn dispatched its own colonists to found new cities or to reinforce those that define or decline with tyre and sedan the first colonies were made on the two paths to iberia's mineral wealth along the north african coast and on sicily sardinia and the balearic islands the center of the phoenician world was tyre serving as an economic and political hub the power of the city waned following numerous sieges and its eventual destruction by alexander the great and the role as leader passed on to sedan and eventually to carthage each colony paid tribute to either tyre or sedan but neither had actual control of the colonies this changed with the rise of carthage since the carthaginians appointed their own magistrates to rule the towns and carthage retain much direct control over the colonies this policy resulted in a number of iberian towns siding with the romans during the punic wars government was vested in officials known as suffets or judges two were elected every two years by the citizens real power however resided with the council that compromised of the or comprised of the leaders of the wealthiest families who were members for life hence the government's governance of carthage is usually described as ogliarch which is also the roman not roman russian government currently uh which is why we're putting those uh we're going after certain citizens and stopping their money to try to stop the war in ukraine right now 
There was also an elected Senate of some 300 members itself, controlled by a council of 30, to which most power was delegated. The ordinary citizens, though, had their own assembly to which unresolved matters were referred for final decisions. Apparently, the citizens enjoyed free speech and did have ultimate authority, at least in general. Generals were also elected and were under city civil authority. That is, they carried out the orders of the civil government. They did not themselves take part in governance or in the formulation of policy. The city had four residential sections, which grew up around the citadel of the Bursa in the center and was surrounded by walls which stretched 23 miles, 37 kilometers for those in Europe, (laughs) in length from the harbors inland. The city had all the accommodations and refinements of any great city, a great ancient city, a theater for entertainment, temples for religious observances, a necropolis, an agora marketplace, but on a much grander scale, its patron deity was the goddess of love and fertility, Tanit, who was worshipped alongside her consort, Baal or Baal, Haman. It is possible that children were sacrificed to Tanit in the sacred precinct known as the Trophet. Uh, but this claim has been challenged, and it is equally likely that the Trophet of Carthage was simply a ne- decropolis reserved for infants and the young the carthaginians planted fruit trees grapes olive trees and vegetables in a ring of gardens irrigated by small canals and then expanded by their cultivation outward beyond the city walls to fields of grains the fertility of the land and their expertise in cultivation increased the city's wealth through trade with the interior as well as maritime trade elsewhere as carthage continued to flourish the roman attack on the carthaginian carthaginian forces at masana triggered the first of the punic wars over the course of the next century these three major conflicts between rome and carthage would determine the course of western civilization so it's not like this was a a small thing carthage was rome before rome was like carthage was rome Carthage was is what Rome wanted to be and then when they destroyed Carthage Rome basically adopted everything that Carthage was and then got rid of everything historically for the most part related to Carthage so that they could pretend that they were the ones that came up with all the ideas over the course of the next century these three major conflicts between Rome oh wait I already said that the wars included a Carthage the Genian invasion led by Hannibal, which nearly prevented the rise of the Roman Empire. Shortly after the First Punic War, Carthage faced a major mercenary revolt, which changed the internal political landscape of Carthage, bringing the Barsid family to prominence and affected Carthage's international standing as Rome used the events of the war to base a claim by which it seized Sardinia and Corsica. Let's talk about their greatest general, which is Hannibal and that will get us a little bit into the punic wars hannibal's early life and attack on sag guntum hannibal was born 247 bc in north africa polybius and livy whose histories of rome are the main latin sources regarding his life claim that hannibal's father the great carthaginian general Hamilcar Barca brought his son to Spain, a region he had begun to conquer around 237 BC at a young age. Hamilcar died in 229 BC and was succeeded by his son-in-law Hasdrubal, who made the young Hannibal an officer in the Carthaginian army. In 221 BC, Hasdrubal was assassinated and the army unanimously chose the 26-year-old Hannibal to command Carthage's empire in Spain. Hannibal swiftly consolidated control in the region from the seaport base of Cartagena or New Carthage. He also married a Spanish princess. In 219 BC, Hannibal led a Carthaginian attack on Saguntum, an independent city in the middle of the eastern Spanish coast that had shown aggression against nearby Carthaginian towns. According to that treaty that ended the uh, according to the treaty that ended the First Punic War, 
The Ebro River was the northernmost border of Carthage's influence in Spain, though Sagatum was south of the Ebro. It was allied with Rome, which saw Hannibal's attack as an act of war, but also the, the excuse they needed. <laughs> Carthaginian forces besieged Sagatum for eight months before the city fell, although Rome demanded Hannibal's surrender. He refused, instead making plans for the invasion of Italy that would mark the beginning of the Second Punic War. Leaving his brother, also named Hasdrubal, they really needed to be more uh, unique with the names, but now we got too much unique names. People call it the kids, Cadillac and Apple. To protect Carthage's interests in Spain and North Africa, Hannibal assembled a massive army, including, according to Polybius's probably exaggerated figures, as many as 90,000 infantry, 12,000 cavalry, and nearly 40 elephants. The march that followed, which covered some 1,000 miles or 1,600 kilometers through the Pyrenees, across the Rhone River and the snow-caped Alps, and finally into central Italy, which would be remembered as one of the most famous campaigns in history. With his forces depleted by the harsh Alpine crossing, Hannibal met the powerful army of the Roman general Publius Cornelius Scipio, Scipio on the plains west of the Ticino River. Hannibal's cavalry prevailed and Scipio was seriously wounded in the battle. Late in 218 BC, the Carthaginians again defeated the Romans on the left bank of the Trebia River, a victory that earned Hannibal the support of allies, including the Gauls and the Ligurians. Keep an eye on those Gauls. I'm gonna kill you. Not today. Not tomorrow. But I'm gonna kill you. By the spring of 217 BC, he had advanced to the Arno River, where, despite a victory at the lake, victory at Lake Tresemine, he just he declined to lead his exhausted forces against Rome itself which unfortunately would have probably killed rome i think there was another general that did the exact same thing oh what's it versin 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 something like that and then they turned around i'm like what the fuck just attack rome i mean rome really had like a few close encounters where they really wouldn't have been the most powerful and remembered culture if it wasn't for restraint on other people's part in the summer of the following year, 16 Roman legions, close to 80,000 soldiers, an army said to be twice the size of Hannibal's, confronted the Carthaginians near the town of Cannae. While the Roman general Vero massed his infantry in the center with his cavalry on the east wing, or each wing, a classic military formation, Hannibal maintained a relatively weak center, but strong infantry and cavalry forces at the flanks. When the Romans advanced, the Carthaginians were able to hold their center and win the struggle at the sides, enveloping the enemy and cutting off the possibility of retreat by sending a cavalry charge across the rear. This is also what you kind of can see in Game of Thrones, the Battle of the Bastards. Everybody learned from Hannibal. Uh, Napoleon, who's, who's considered Washington, they all learned from this guy. From victory to defeat, the Roman defeat at Cannae stunned much of southern Italy and many of Rome's allies and colonies defected to the Carthaginian side under the leadership of Sipico's son-in-law, also named Publi Publius Cornelius Sipico, and his fellow general Quintus Fabius Maximus, the Romans soon began to rally in southern Italy. Italy, Fabius used cautious tactics to gradually push back against Hannibal's forces and had regained a considerable amount of ground by 209 BC. In northern Italy in 208 BC, Roman forces defeated an army of reinforcements led by Hannibal's brother, Hasdrubal, who had crossed the Alps in an attempt to come to Hannibal's aid. Meanwhile, the younger Sipico drew on Rome's seemingly inexhaustible supply of manpower to launch an attack on New Carthage and drive the Carthaginians out of Spain. And that is where Rome uh, has its strength because they can just continue with the men. There's so many people in Rome 
and then they use most of their the the citizens they have to like there's not much they can do besides be a part of the army and they have to be for seven years or something like that actually i think it's longer before they're even granted anything significant that to pay for their own shit which is taken out of their pay it sucks being uh one of these but if you can put the years in i think it's more than seven years i think it's about 20 years service that each soldier has to have and they also took a lot of slaves so they were able to then utilize them like oh you want to be free you want to get citizenship just join the army he then invaded north africa forcing hannibal to withdraw his troops from southern italy in 203 bc in order to defend his home state the following year hannibal met sipico's forces on the battlefield near zama some 120 kilometers from carthage this time it was the romans with the help of their north african allies the nubidi uh, <laughs> let's try that again num nubidians who enveloped and smothered the carthaginians killing some 20,000 soldiers at a loss of only 1500 of their own men in honor of his great victory sipico was given the name africanus Obama say what it do. hannibal's post-war life and death in the peace agreement that ended the second punic war carthage was allowed to keep only its territory in north africa but lost its overseas empire permanently it also forced it was also forced to surrender its fleet and pay a large indemnity in silver and to agree never again to rearm or declare war without permission from rome hannibal who escaped with his life from the crushing defeat at zama and still harbored a desire to defeat rome retained his military title despite accusations that he had botched the conduct of war in addition he was made a civil magistrate in the government of carthage like all bitch ass people after you have helped them <laughs> they then turn on you his opponents within the carthaginian nobility to denounce him to the romans for encouraging antiochus the third of syria to take up arms against rome when rome later defeated antiochus one of the peace terms called for the surrender of hannibal to avoid this fate he may have fled to crete or taken up arms with rebel forces in armenia he later served king prussia of bithynia in another unsuccessful war against the roman ally king eumenes the second of paramum at some point during this conflict the romans again demanded the surrender of hannibal finding himself unable to escape he killed himself by taking poison in the bithynian village of lisbia probably around 183 bc because he didn't want to go back to rome because rome would like they did verse in Gen X, would fucking parade him around act like you know he's a little punk ass bitch and uh humiliate him and he's like yeah i'd rather kill myself so there has been much debate over his f nick heritage and i think it's clear we can say that he is not black he was phoenician um he maybe had some moorish ancestry but it, it was all mixed together it's one something i said earlier that africa africa doesn't only have black people <laughs> there are there are many many uh places in africa where you know they're not black uh there's a muslim population there's a lot of syrian uh arab so i think when people think of africa they have a tendency to only think of those african places but they usually tend to be african places are around the coast around that area uh but the northern part seemed to have taken over a lot of of arab culture phoenician those they're all phoenicians are all pretty much um the dna became before we called them something else right they might be called sicilian right now but back then they were <laughs> phoenicians or any other because romans a lot of people think romans were all caucasian no <laughs> look where rome is look where look where it is was it caucasian so um those ideas are very much precipitated by others trying to you know 
uh, capitalize on a society that really wasn't their society and that's the crazy part you know with with race relations is most of the shit that we got we got from a different race or culture that's not our own um like the whole idea of science and shit that's all that that the age of reason that shit happened in these more metropolis areas that are not europe so europe got all its fucking it's not this i mean europe didn't have a written language it had some type of language depending on which area you're in but the culture basically started in the middle of the east (laughs) everything spread from there and china uh is another big country that a lot of things came from they were doing they were the first country to to perform brain surgery um and then all of that moved to the west so it all started in the east and moved to the west and it started in the south in africa which moved out into the east so when you're talking about the story of culture and society and all of that there was no um pure blood as many would like to believe some pure blood anglican evangelical whatever you want to call yourselves that was precipitating that type of change in commerce and so on and so forth no all of those ideas came from brown people (laughs) probably some black people in there too but definitely from brown and black countries and then they were of course colonized and colonized just basically means we stealing all your shit and now we're in charge so that is the end of our history today and because i didn't do music last week we're gonna go over just quickly some odies but goodies to see ourselves out to this wonderful mother's day weekend so let's get it so we're gonna start with some billy joe uptown girl We have the Chillettes. Have you seen her? Break it down my part. Why, why did you have to go away? We got kiss and say goodbye by the Manhattans. Obligations. Oh, sing it to me, baby. There's just so many things to say. Did you stop me till I'm through? That's just basically a song about breaking up because they both have an affair. Let it whip the Daz band. Right. 
let me know your body's so damn anxious. Let's whip it, baby. Let's whip it right. Let's whip it, baby. Work it all night. Get the chip. We got Barry Bobby Duran, Dream Lover. Other charms, cause I want a girl to call my own. I wanna dream of her, so I don't have to dream alone. I was made for loving you by Kiss. Major Tom coming home. More Bounce to the Ounce by Zapp and Roger. Eyes for You by the Flamingos. Can I ease the pain by Lisa Fisher? I just love how she sings really deep. Never not going to have Bernadette by the Four Tops in my list. George Clinton, Atomic Dog. Yeah, this is a story of Fast Dog. When the dog gets 
She's up clapping dogs. Harmonic dogs. Dogs in the world unite. Okay, I need to get out of that. I'm dancing too much in my chair. Jungle Boogie, cool in the gang. I'm pretty sure this song is about masturbating. Or sex, one or the other. Just when he goes, I was like, oh, okay. You dropped the bomb on me, the gap band. I can't help myself, sugar pie, honey pop. The uh, four tops. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. got I Can't Help Falling in Love with You by UB40. Run Around Sue by Dion. We got Otis Redding, These Arms of Mine. Billy Joe, we didn't start the fire. Mm 
That is a horrible version of the song. I don't like this version. Take On Me by AHA. Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes. Really got a hold on me by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Tina Marie. Goodness, I used to do a song horrible karaoke all the time. And last but not least, probably doesn't even fit in this category, but I wanted to hear it anyway. So for real, Candy Rain. Now that our mini dance party is over, if you want to send one of your good ODs, but goodies, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, you leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Next week, we're going to be talking about a series of black women that you've never heard of, as well as continuing on our African journey of African empires. Let me see about to hear me do all types of shit so i think next we're gonna do the songhai empire i think that's pretty much because we've done kush right i feel like we've done kush dick carthage axum molly yeah we just had the sun guy and the great zimbabwe uh seven brutal sieges and you gotta worry about that so we're gonna do songhai and zimbabwe and then we shall move on to uh i think i said some irish history so if you have any thoughts as well as what kind of history you would like to hear uh, drop those comments below until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic Mama, Mama. Mama, yo.
Yes it is. Yes it is. Yes it is. Yes it is. 